0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now, for lack of a better word, you're going to have to keep yourself alive. And there are things you can know and that we can wake up on the inside. If you can go to Acts chapter 3. And I'm going to begin today, and which may go for a while. I'm going to begin to teach on the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, we're going to teach it in, in what I call the applicable form, which means today, once you begin to get this information, you need to begin to use the name of Jesus like you never have before. Amen. Access to the throne room of God. Power. Amen. Protection and safety. Guidance and deliverance. I'm telling you, it's all in the name. But, you know, we know by our study of the Scripture, we'll we'll read the story here in Acts chapter 3, Peter, when asked about a wonderful miracle that took place at the gate, beautiful, when asked about it, he didn't say it's because we were with Jesus. He didn't say because I was there at the crucifixion or the resurrection. He didn't say because God's called me to be an apostle. He said, it's his name. Did you get that? It's his name through faith in his name that has made this man whole. You just can't pre-assume that all the power that's invested in the name of Jesus is going to work in your life just because you're a Christian. You've got to have information. Everybody say information. Information. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And I made a decision years ago to study the name of Jesus, to confess those scriptures that have to do with the name of Jesus, and to build faith in that name, because I'm going to tell you, the name of Jesus takes the place of Jesus being personally present with us. Amen. He said, well, if only Jesus was here, use his name. Amen. I said, if only Jesus was here, use his name. Amen. Now, Acts 3, verse 1, let's dig into this a little bit, and i am I got some good translations and stuff. I love teaching on the name of Jesus because it is such a powerful subject and you're going to need to know how to use it. Amen. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Everybody say hour of prayer. Being the ninth hour. Now let me say this real quick. Uh, You that will come Thursday night, we call it the uh, pastoral prayer hour. We're going to pray in the auditorium. Amen. We want everybody that can come. And let me say this. Uh, You're kind of letting up on our prayer before services. Listen, September marks a time in which we're going back into a prayer posture like we were this time last year. That doesn't mean we're praying every day, but the prayers, uh, the times that we are gathering to pray, you need to be here. You need to be here praying with your church family, learning how to pray corporately, and seeing those prayers answered in Jesus' name. You say, why? Because we're better together praying than we are separated. Amen. And that way you can learn more and more about how to be effective in your personal prayer life as you pray corporately. Amen. So they were very given to prayer in those days. They had learned it from Jesus. It said a certain man, now notice verse 2, a certain man, now notice this, laying from his mother's womb. Now isn't it, isn't it interesting that God would, would, would single out this man and show us this guy had a birth defect. You see what that says? Lame from his mother's womb. Don't ever let a birth defect in a child make you think that that's going to make that child any less than what God's called him to be. Amen. I ought to get a better amen than that. Amen. Don't give up on your children. Don't give, don't give up on, on them if they're 50 years old. Amen. Some of you grandmas and grandpas out there, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm 65. Amen. <laughs> I, know I, look, I know I look young and vibrant, and I can't, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> It's funny anyway. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms or to beg of them that entered into the temple. Now let me, we don't really dig deep into the historical relevance of the different gates of the temple or the different entrances into the temple. But the problem, I, I, we may have mentioned this on, on, on Wednesday night, the problem is that the, that, the, that the religious system of Israel, which had its basis in the law and the priesthood, had become corrupted. lot of sick people gathered at the temple in expectancy of being healed because that's where Jewish people went to be healed was to the temple. But for years there had been no healing in the temple because the temple had gotten corrupted so when they brought the people that were sick there all they could do was beg for money because the healing power had left. But thank God when Jesus rose from the dead the healing power came back and they're fixing to show everybody in the world that that's what happened. Amen. Who's seen Peter and John about to go into the temple? Ask alms. Everybody say alms. And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting, now notice that word, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee, now notice this, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lift him up. Everybody say, lift him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, stood and walked. Now wait a second. View that in light of, up in verse 2, a certain man lame from his mother's womb. No No doubt about his crippled condition. Born that way. But now he's doing what? He's leaping up. (laughs) He's walking. He's entering with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Glory to God. Now notice how the name of Jesus took the place of Jesus being personally present with them. Now let me say it again. It's such a simple truth, but unless this is ingrained in your heart, you're going to be looking for Jesus out there instead of looking for him in here. Can I get a better amen than that? Now, here they are, and they have been told, they have been taught by the Master. He told them over in John chapter 14, the works that I do, you shall do also in greater works than these. So they're just walking around, going through their daily routine, going to a prayer meeting, and all of a sudden there's this great need in front of them, and he looks up with an expectant look, and Peter said, I've seen that look before. I've seen it for three and a half years. I've seen it in the crowds. I saw it with the woman with the issue of blood. I saw it with the ten lepers. I saw it with everybody Jesus ministered to. It was that look that this person can help me. Now even though his expectancy was on an alms level, thank God it was an expectancy. And Peter said, silver and gold have we not. Now that, listen, that's not an indictment against prosperity. But what good is silver and gold going to do him anyway? Except keep, in, keep him in his current situation. But a, powerful miracle. Isn't it amazing? You study the Bible, you see Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3. The church is being birthed. What is the church being birthed in? It's not being birthed in doctrine. It's not being birthed in religion or rules or regulations. It's being birthed in power. Oh, come on, church. It's being birthed in power. And for 2,000 years, the devil's been trying to do everything he can do to get the power out of the church. But I got good news. The power never left the church. The church left the power. And the good news is the church is coming back into the power by the revelation of the Word of God, the inspiration of that Word, and that which God is doing in our midst. Amen. Now, if you will, go to, let's see how can we can do that. Go to, go to Philippians. Now, here's, here's where we need to begin to study. The Bible says study, Philippians chapter 2, study, show yourself approved, a workman unto God, need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's all of us. Even though, even though uh, 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 Paul wrote it to Timothy, another minister, a fellow, a fellow minister, it's true of all of us. So we're here studying the word of God Sunday morning, allowing the word of God to find entrance into our heart, and allowing the most important subject which is the name of Jesus, to become amplified on the inside of us so the effect of that power can not only affect us, but everyone else we minister to. Amen? Now, as you study the name of Jesus, I'm going to give you three Scripture references this morning. I want every one of you to write them down. I want every one of you to mark them in your Bible. And I want every one of you to start a routine of just going back over these three portions of Scripture and studying them and meditating upon them. You say, why? The power of the name of Jesus in your life personally will grow exponentially as you study the Word of God and allow faith to come into your heart. Don't just, don't, don't just say, well, I just take it for granted, Pastor, that, 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 that the name of Jesus will just work anytime I want to, kind of like abracadabra. It's not a magic word. I said, it's not a magic word. It is the name of the creator of the universe in his form in which he came down and conquered death, hell, the grave, every sickness, every disease, every demon power, everything that could ever be wrong with the human experience. He conquered it. Then he rose from the dead to sit at the right hand of the Father, released the Holy Ghost to make sure he oversaw all that power so it could be used in the earth. God is wanting to release a dimension of power in the church the earth has never seen. He wants it in every believer, not just in ministers, not in some great crusade, but every day when you see fear, you're able to pray against it in the name of Jesus. Every day if COVID tries to get on you, you're able to say, in the name of Jesus, you're not going to attack my body. Every day when fear tries to get on you because of what's coming upon the earth in finances and other areas, you're able to resist it and say, no, in the name of Jesus, I will not be fearful. I will be full of Faith, and I will see the provision of God yeah. but you got to have faith in the name you know Peter and John you thought everybody had been happy I would have been especially if it was me but the religious leaders always remember about this about religion is they're very controlling they don't want to set you free they want to control you we faced religious devils all over the world as we've taught and preached the Word of God in different settings it's amazing Amazing that people believe the same Jesus we do, but they don't believe in His power. They believe in the same God that we do, they don't believe He's active. I wonder what they do actually think about God. But in reality, we serve an active God. We serve a living God. We serve a powerful God. We serve a God that's so powerful, he was able to come down and establish a name through victory and give it to his people through inheritance so each and every one of us can walk in that power and be free from what the devil's trying to do to us. Yeah. Now, three different references we're going to look at because it's his name through faith in his name, and those references will help you to build your own personal faith in the name of Jesus. First, Philippians chapter 2. Let me read it in the King James. Verse 4, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Everybody say, I've got to look out for my neighbor. Now notice this. Let this mind, let this attitude, let this purpose be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Now here's the good part. And given him a name which is above every name. Woo, that's good news. I said that's good news. Mm -mm -mm. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let me read it here in my... Let me find it again. What was that, verse 4? Chapter 2, verse 4. The numbers are not near as big in my let's try verse five I found a five praise God I couldn't find the four and consider the example of Jesus the anointed one has set before us let his mindset become your motivation he existed in the form of God yet he gave no thought to seizing equity with God as his supreme prize instead now listen to this this is amazing Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself. He became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God has exalted him, I love this, and multiplied his greatness. Everybody say, multiplied his greatness. Amen. Now notice this, multiplied his greatness, he has now been given, he has now been given, he has now been given the greatest of all names. Pastor, they they, they, they said it's it's cancer. Jesus. Pastor, they said it's arthritis. Jesus. Well, we'll we'll catch up on that here a little bit. Amen. (laughs) He has been given the greatest of all names, the authority. Now, listen the authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name. Do it now. Let me help you. Do it now. Don't, don't, don't let them put a rod to your knee. They'll do it one day. But the good news is you can do it, you can do it by choice and receive all the benefits of what God's done for us in Christ. Amen. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God his Father. Yeah. Woo! Glory to God. That's the name we bear. That's the name we bear. Now, as you study, and if you're making notes, this will help you in your study. According to the, now we want to look in the in the letters to the church because it carries the weight of revelation that we need to cause faith to come to our hearts about the name of Jesus. So we see it like this. I was taught it like this, I have taught it like this for years, and I see it like this in the Word of God. That's why it bears continual repetition repetitious teaching. Number one, and we're studying it right now, he had it conferred upon him. That is that name. Secondly, he got it through conquest. Everybody say conquest. And thirdly, he got it through inheritance, which ties the name directly to us. But this first way, it was conferred. Everybody say conferred. So Jesus came down to the earth got rid of all of the glory and grandeur of everything he was as God himself in heaven. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was made in likeness of the form of man and became obedient unto death. But in doing that, God has highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. Number one, number one, we look at how promotion in the kingdom operates. You say, what do you mean by that? Many times promotion in the kingdom looks like a step down... But when it's all over it's really a step up. Can you imagine that? When he stepped down, the devil probably thought, "Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. There's a chance we can there's a chance we can win this. There's a chance we can, can defeat that because God, God the word, he's down here on the earth, but he's in the form of a man." He's in the form of a man, but he didn't realize all the particulars of the redemptive plan in which God had. The Bible said if the princes of this world would have known, they would have never, ever crucified the Lord of glory. The devil made the biggest mistake of his existence when they crucified the Lord of glory. But I'm telling you the greatest benefit of that great resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, his life and power when he came out of that tomb, that's the reason you're born again. That's the reason you can be healed in your body. That's the reason you can be delivered from demonic oppression is because he is risen and seated at the right hand of the Father and he bears the greatest name that has ever been bared, the name of Jesus. We confer Titles on people many times for their work and science and medicine. All the things that people do to benefit humanity. We confer upon them different awards and different titles. But I'm telling you, there's no award. There's no title any greater than that which Jesus Christ got for himself and then transferred to us. So the number one way that Jesus got his name, if anybody was to ever ask you that, you say, I go to Island Church. I know one way he got it. It was conferred upon him. Amen. Now go to Ephesians. You're right there in Philippians, so it should just be a couple of pages over. Ephesians chapter 1, that great prayer that we all like to pray. Ephesians chapter 1, I don't want to read the whole prayer. If I get into it, I'll get in trouble. Go to verse 19, Ephesians 1, 19. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? That phrase right there. Let me ask you, is the power of God working in you? Amen. Amen. Amen? You know, the Word should be working mightily in you. You should have a resistance in you to several different evolving situations that are taking place right now. With, with the medical, with all the COVID and the variances and this has happened. I, I heard a guy the other day said there was 17, Doc, have you heard that, 17 Am I correct? 17 different variances that they know of. Well, thank God the name of Jesus is greater than all of them. Amen. Amen. And if 17 goes to 170, goes to 1,700, goes to 17,000 or 17 million, it does not matter. The name of Jesus is still greater than any COVID that can come out of the devil's hell. Amen. Amen. But see, we've got to build faith in that name. When you feel that when you feel that first rush over your flesh, how many of you ever felt that before? That kind of that kind of uh, kind of like that tingling, that hot tingling that goes all through your body, and you kind of feel that fever start to raise up on. Listen, that's not a time to go lay down in bed and take a Tylenol. That's a time to rise up and say, No, in the name of Jesus, you're not going to come into my body. You're not going to invade the temple of the Holy Ghost. I resist you in the name of Jesus. You say, Well, what if nothing happens? You keep resisting. You keep resisting. You keep resisting. You keep resisting till something does happen in Jesus name there's power in that name church and God has given it to us for resisting listen you sit down you know all of us we watch the news we can't be stupid and just walk around with a sack on our head but I tell you I've heard some things recently about about the 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 economic uh, uh 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 what kind of economic atmosphere of the world and how there's, no, there's not been any good news. Well, the stock market keeps going up. I saw, I saw a, mortgage, a, a mortgage where you could get a mortgage the other day for 1.75%. Well, that's, all, that's great. But in the meantime, everything is beginning to fall. This whole structure of currency exchange, all of it that is taking place. And if you listen to some of the prognostication, it could cause great fear to come to you. But the good news is you don't have to hear that. You may listen to it, but you don't have to hear it. But you can hear there is a name above every name. It's bigger than debt. It's bigger than anything the devil tries to do. Listen, if our currency falls, we still have the name of Jesus. Oh, I better be careful. I'll get excited and quit teaching. Verse 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Now notice this, which he or which God wrought or demonstrated in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Now God wants his demonstration of power to you, to us who believe. Listen. Thank God for the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5 that got healed. Thank God for the 10 lepers in, in Luke chapter 10 that got healed. Thank God for every sign, wonder, and miracle that Jesus Christ did. But God wants you to know that I don't want you to focus, He says this, I don't want you to focus on all the miracles of the gospel. Those are great, those are for inspiration, those will help you have faith. But the demonstration of power I want you to focus on is when I raise my son Jesus from the dead. He not only had that issue of blood, He not only had that leprosy, He not only had that cancer, he not only had that COVID, he not only took all of that and bear bear it upon himself, he took everything wrong with the human experience and he brought it upon himself, then what did he do? He rose from the dead after he destroyed all the principalities and powers and might and dominion. For this reason was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now that that woman, that was a demonstration. Those lepers, that was a demonstration. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus, that was a demonstration. But honey, when he raised Jesus from the dead, he did it for your salvation. The power to save you, the power to heal you, the power to prosper you, the power to do everything he wants to do in your life by his power was settled when Jesus rose from the dead. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Glory to God. Hallel. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you, the anointing of God is just flowing all over me. Praise God. Where was I? Verse 19. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? Toward us who do believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above, far above, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name. Somebody should have shouted, ran around the church three times. And every name, the name of that which is tormenting you right now, the name of that which you're going through right now, the name of that which which the enemy is trying to use against you is under, under, under. The name of Jesus is higher, higher, higher. (laughs) Far above principality power might and dominion every name that is named not only in this world but also that which is to come put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church now this last verse oh don't you don't understand see let me just, just take a little rabbit trail Ephesians tells us there's the apostle the prophet the evangelist the pastor the teacher the predominant gifting of my ministry is not pastoral it's teaching. So when I look at the Bible all of these scriptures all of these words in chapter and verse they jump up and they scream at me. Talk about me. Talk about me. I'm full of power too. I've got the anointing too. Talk about me. Talk about me. So You know, I've been doing this for 37 years, so they all got a loud voice. So verse 22, which is His body, which we are what? In. Which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth. I don't see how you can be quiet. The fullness of him that what? Filleth it all. That means, look, when you got born again, God downloaded into your human spirit the life and power of God. That same Shekinah glory that that was in the tabernacle, that went into the temple, that came upon Jesus. Listen, when you got born again, it came in you. When you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, it came on you. And God wants you to know you are in Christ and everything that is in Christ is flowing in the body from the head down. It's flowing all through the body. Healing's flowing. Prosperity's flowing. Joy's flowing. Right. Listen, it's not stagnant just hanging out in the head. It's flowing through all the body. It is the fullness of him that filleth it all in all. Glory to God. You say, I'm looking for healing. You ain't got to look for it. It's in you. Yeah. You say, I'm looking for prosperity. You ain't got to look for it. It's in you. Yeah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Amen. Maybe I should have stopped at that verse. <laughs> Second way, he had it conferred. He got it through conquest. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers, made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Could you imagine? I hope that there's a big portrait painted in heaven somewhere of the devil's face when he realized this was Jesus and the very Spirit of God came down into hell and caused an atom bomb to go off. I hope they got a portrait of the devil's face. (laughs) What did Danny Danny say? Danny Johnson, he said, he said he got the devil in the phone booth dialing (laughs) 911. I want you to love Brother Danny. Amen. Yes, sir. He's in trouble then. He realized, I didn't. You ever ever been in a place where he thought, I made a big mistake? I made a big mistake. Amen. Well, the devil made a big mistake. And God did not just judge him, God defeated him. And all of our judgment was pulled out, poured out upon Christ. He took our judgment. He took our pain. He took our sin. He took our iniquity. He took our sickness, our disease, our poverty, and he gave us his name. You say, well, I'm afraid that God couldn't, if I had, a, if I had more money, that God couldn't trust me. I, I think if I had more to do, I don't think God could. Well, he trusts you with the very name of Jesus. He trusts you with the highest name in the universe. He can trust you with millions of dollars. He can trust you with anointing of God upon your life. He can trust you to do signs and wonders and miracles. Why? Because he trusts you to bear that name. So you had it conferred? He got it through conquest. Now go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1. I like reading it in the... Let me go. Hebrews chapter 1. For time's sake, I'm going to read this in the, in the Amplified Bible. I love it in verse 1, the Amplified. In many, in many separate revelations, chapter 1, verse 1. Each which set forth a portion of the truth, and in different ways God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. Everybody say the prophets. But in these last days, everybody says last days. You believe we're there? I said you believe we're there? These last days he hath spoken unto us in the person of a son whom he hath appointed heir and lawful owner of all things. Also and by through whom he created the world's and the reaches of space, the ages of time, he made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. Well, I just don't know if God can do anything for me. Let me help you real quick here. He created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. He made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. Sometimes you just got to figure out who God is. Amen. It says, uh, speaking of Jesus, he is the sole expression of the glory of God. He is the light being, the outreign or the radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding, maintaining, guiding, and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. And when he had offered himself, accomplished our cleansing. And when he had, when he had, by offering himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Now notice this, taking a place and rank by which he himself, became as much superior to the angels as the glorious name or title which he has inherited is different and more excellent than theirs. Now everybody say inheritance. inheritance. This is an area in your study that I think you if you're going to put greater emphasis, now, now all of all of the scriptures important, all of them cause faith to come. But this word inheritance ties you directly to the name directly to the power, directly to the authority, and directly to the access that the name of Jesus gives us. Because, listen, when you get it by inheritance, you got it. You say, why? Because your government didn't give it to you. You didn't earn it for yourself. You got, <laughs> you got it because you got born to the right family. Yes. Yes. Inheritance. Oh, listen, this, if this clicks in your mind, you're going to be dangerous to the devil. You say, what do you mean? You got it through inheritance. He got it. It was bestowed upon him. Yes, through, through conferred upon him. He got it through conquest. Then he got it by inheritance. He inherited a more what? Excellent, a greater, a more authoritative, a more powerful name than any of the angels. There's some powerful angels out there. I said, there's some powerful angels out there. Now, real quick, let's close with this scripture. Go to Romans real quick. Romans chapter 8. You got your shouting clothes on. Your running shoes. Romans chapter 8. Go to verse, go to verse 16. The Spirit Himself, if it's itself in your Bible, scratch that outright himself. I wouldn't call you in it. We shouldn't call the Holy Ghost in it. Amen himself now notice this beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God you say pastor I've always really wondered if I was a child of God get saved if you're saved you'll be born again out of the human family into God's family it's that simple but now notice the next verse and if children we got any children of God in here raise your hand if you're a child of God now now so this talking to you if children, then heirs. If children, then heirs. If children, then heirs. See, notice the word if there. That means you've got to make the choice to be a child. If children, then heirs. Everybody say heirs. heirs. Now that would that, be good right there. Heirs of God. Heirs of God. But he also puts, and joint with Christ. Where's all my old Pentecostal friends out here? <laughs> hey, I've preached in them churches before. When you start hitting, they start getting out them handkerchiefs. Remember that, Miss Ella? You, yeah, you know you're getting something done when they get them handkerchiefs out. Amen? We might start a new tradition around here. But now notice the scripture. This, listen, this is handkerchief-waving stuff right here. Yeah. <laughs> if children, we answered that question, then heirs, praise God, heirs of God, glory. But join heirs with Christ. That means everything he inherited through resurrection is yours. Yeah. Did you get that? I am proclaiming over you and pronouncing to you that everything God accomplished through Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection, what good does it do for him to keep it bottled up in heaven somewhere? No, he poured it out on the earth. He gave us his word, he gave us his spirit, he gave us the anointing, he gave us the power of that name. And he said, Now I'm gonna give you the same inheritance that Christ is self got, and when he inherited that name, you got it. You got it. You got it! <laughs> <laughs> heirs and joint heirs. But then, you know, I, I, I've, I've taught this all over the world, and I've, people always do this. They go down, they read the rest of the scripture. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ, if it be so that we suffer with Him that we may also be glorified together. That's people that, well, there it is, Patrick. I know I don't like that scripture, I know I don't like that teaching. Because it tells us we've got to suffer. That's not what it said. It said to do what? To suffer with him. Now, in order to understand that, in Philippians chapter 3, it talks about the fellowship of his suffering. Do you fellowship in his suffering? Not do you go out and knock a hole in your hand with a nail or stick something in your side and bleed or something in your foot. Beat yourself. We've seen, we saw people when the first time we went to the Philippines, freaked us out. People being nailed on crosses. Uh, a whole procession of men whipping themselves bloody with, with a, well, some of you people that lived in the Philippines, you know exactly what we're talking about. Bizarro. Trying to get God to do something for them. You don't have to get God to do something for you. He's already done it. Amen. Amen. Broke my heart. Listen to a man talking about they were nailing him on the cross. The 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 EMTs were standing around him as they actually put nails in his hand and the blood run down. And he just, you could see the anguish on his face. And the reporter bent over with the microphone in her hand, and he said, Why are you? She said, Why are you doing this? Why why would you allow yourself to suffer? She he said, I'll never forget this. We're sitting in the airport in Zamboanga down in Mindanao. And the guy looked in the looked in the camera and said, My daughter's at home, and she's got an uncurable disease and I'm just hoping somehow this will get God's attention so that he'll do something on my behalf I want to jump out and throw that television out of that airport into the street you can ask Lee I had quite a reaction to it I'd been five days seven services a day in the glory of God and there that man bound by religion doing anything he could possibly do to get God to recognize his little daughter when God has already done something about that little girl, and I trust somebody got to Him with that word that got her healed. But listen, we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ, but you're gonna have to fellowship in that suffering. You're gonna have to get into that scripture. You get into the Word of God. Listen, I challenge you to do this as you study. Go to every gospel story of the death, burial, and resurrection and read it, and go onto those dusty roads. And, and hear that crowd cry, "Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him!" See the eyes of Peter as he wept bitterly because he had denied the Christ. Look at the eyes of love in Jesus as he opened not his mouth. The Bible says, "As a shear, as a, as a lamb, uh, dumb before the shearers, he opened not his mouth." He could have called a legion of angels. They could have turned this entire earth into a burned-out cinder, and God could have started all over. The Bible says that Jesus went through the suffering and the shame of the cross for the joy that was set before him. And as we've said week after week, you are that joy. He saw your face. He saw you accepting him as Lord and Savior. He saw you bearing that name in the most difficult of times, in the last of the last days. He knew there would be a people that would know about his name, that would study his name, and that would get faith in his name, and then go out and take that name and use it out there in the world to set men and women free. Get in there and study how those stripes were laid upon his back. Study what happened, what actually took place when they shoved that spear into his side. And out came what? Blood and water, which is the two materials that everything is birthed by. He birthed that church right out of his side, next to his heart. Today we serve a risen, not a suffering Savior. We serve a risen Savior. And our fellowship in his suffering gives us the knowledge that we need to be set free from every negative thing on the earth. I say, Pastor, I suffer with fear. Jesus suffered for that so you don't have to. Pastor, I suffer with disease in my body. He suffered with that disease so you don't have to. Pastor, I I suffer with such oppression on my mind. He suffered for you so that you don't have to do it. The great exchange of redemption was everything that was wrong with us. Jesus took upon himself, destroyed it in hell through his mighty power. Then he rose from the dead to give us a brand new template of humanity leaving its cursed position and coming into God's family. The name that is above every name is what has done that. No other name given whereby men and women must be saved. That name will cause cleansing to come to your life. Every sin you've ever committed will be eradicated and remitted. You will be given what the Bible calls a brand new life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things are new the very mention of that name. I've seen it so many times over the years. I've laid hands on people. You could feel a brow burning with fever. And as soon as you say that name, in the name of Jesus, you feel that that, that coolness just sweep over them and the symptoms leave their body. I've stood with my hand in other people's hands and I've prayed that prayer with them and I've seen the darkness across their faith. But as they prayed that prayer, you see the light of God come upon them and you see a, a soul that was dead unto sin become alive unto God by the power of the name of Jesus. I've seen it restore the prodigal. My life is a testimony of that. We were in Belize, Dad and I, right after we were married, Lee and I were married, I went with Dad, went with Pops down to Belize. We did a series of meetings down there. Had a great time, wonderful time of fellowship and ministry. Uh, we ended up in a, in, a, in, a, in a very unusual little village right there on the, on the border of Mexico and Belize, kind of a smuggler's uh, uh, village. And we were, uh, had a meeting scheduled in a hotel that night. So we were out in the community. They were inviting people. So I went back to the hotel room and was preparing for the meeting. They wanted me to speak that night. And, and as I did, the, the man who was coordinating the meeting called me in my hotel room. And he said, I've come down here, uh, you know, for the, for the conference and, and, and working with you guys. But I found an old friend of mine that I've been looking for for years. And he di- I knew he disappeared down here. And I found him. And he's out of his mind. He's, he's a he's a cokehead, he's, he's, he's an alcoholic. And he's, I'm down here in the bar of the hotel trying to minister to him. And so, uh, you know, the, at that time, Belize was still under British rule. And in this particular bar, it was full of British soldiers. I, it looked like a foot patrol to me. They were all had guns. Their guns were slung over the back of their chairs as they sat at the bar. And so I went over to this table, and there sat uh, Brother George, his name was George, with this man who had this big fro, it was all leaves in it and everything, and he was wild looking, just you know, just crazy looking guy. So I sat down, started talking to him, and I talked, I guess, you know, 45 seconds to a minute, minute and a half, and every time I'd, I'd kind of pause to take a breath, he'd look up and say, give me $20. Uh, $20? Give me $20. Give me 20. And I went on, that went on for about 15 minutes, and while I'm ministering to him and preaching to him and sharing my to him, God can deliver you, God can set you free, in the name of Jesus, power of the Holy God, just, you know, like anybody else would do. These soldiers begin to leave one at a time. And finally, I just got frustrated. I stood up, kicked my chair back, walked over to that guy, laid my hands on him, said, in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of alcoholism and drug addiction, come out of him. He looked up and said, give me $20. (laughs) Amen. So I looked at Brother George and said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to my hotel room. And I'm walking. I took about four steps from that chair where I pulled it out. And there was a little pathway right there. And I looked. And as I walked by, I heard a sob. And I looked. And there was a lady leaning against some stacks of, uh, of cases of Coca-Colas. And I looked. And she looked at me. And she took a step into the light. She said, I'm uh, uh, backslidden. I was raised Uh, in an Assembly of God church, I'm away from God, I'm down here hiding from God and my family and everybody else. She said, but I heard what you told that man at that table. She said, I I, I thought that God had forsaken me, that I had done so much in my life, but now I know I can be restored to God. So I said, take my hand. Man, I, I wouldn't go miss an opportunity. I said, take my hand. She took my hand and we prayed and the glory of God just totally restored her. But that's not the end of the story. She went out and she got all the staff of that hotel and all these other people. When we walked into that hotel ballroom, it was full of people. And that night, people got saved and healed and filled with the Holy Ghost. And we had a glorious time amen, because of the name of Jesus and how God does things through the power of that name and how that name can instantaneously restore the most backslidden, the most out of fellowship. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, if you will call on that name, there is salvation in that name, there is restoration in that name, there is deliverance in that name, there is healing in that name, there is acceptance in that name, there is joy in that name. And God wants you to experience it in its fullness. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise team, if you'll come back real quick. Let's have our praise team come back. Everybody just lift your hands and worship God. Father, we worship you. We worship you, Lord God. Now, as I said earlier, I wanted to minister to this to you. I want you to hear, not just listen. I want you to take these scriptures and go into your own personal Bible study. Write those three words down. It was conferred upon him. He got it through conquest. He got it through inheritance. And right where it says inheritance, right next to it, that's how I got it. That's how I got the name. Amen? So what we want to do this morning, as I said, we wanted to minister for effect. You say, what do you mean is that? Right now, whether you realize it or not, this very auditorium is saturated with the Word of God. The Word that brings faith. The Word that causes you to receive Amen? A word that goes beyond an emotion or feeling. Oh, if I could just feel it. You don't need to feel it. You need to know it. The name will help you to know it. But I just saw this in my spirit in prayer and thought, well, I'm going to obey God. Today, if you need that name applied to any situation of your life for healing, for deliverance, for breakthrough, for salvation, for restoration, for whatever you may need, the power of God released into your life, If you will believe, now let me say that again. If you will believe when you come up here, if you will believe when Lee and I lay hands upon you, if you will believe when we use that name, that name of Jesus, that that name has taken the place of Him being personally present with us. The same Jesus that sits at the right hand of the Father through His Word through his hand extended through our hands, you will receive the power of that name and it'll set you free. Now put your hands down for just a moment. Who has that message in tongues? Something God wants to, wants to speak to us real quickly here. Brother Cody, give that out loudly if you will. Now don't miss it. As one that would walk past treasure in a hidden place, as one that would walk past something very valuable and not know its value. But realize this morning that a new dimension of faith has been released. Realize and recognize that I am equipping this church to stand against much of that which would try to cripple this area. Through your prayer, through your intercession, through that which God lays upon your own heart, Be militant in your spirit and use the name of Jesus. Make a decision in your heart. I shall not and will not be defeated. But if you'll stand firm upon that name, you will see that I will cause you to rise above the storm of all that is going on. You will be victorious in your exploits and you will be protected by that name in all that is trying to come upon the earth. So rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. And glorify that name. And magnify that name. That name above every name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You were never called to carry that thing. You were never called to carry that load. Let it go now. (laughs) Become free as a butterfly flying through the breeze on a beautiful spring day. Allow your wings to be stretched again into the things of faith and the things of God, and I'll restore all that concerns you and bring you back to the place you need to (laughs) be. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. No, 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 no. Yeah, for no one knows how the enemy has tried to come into your mind, how he's tried to create a fear. No, you've stood and you've said, no, 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 health, health and blessing, health, and you've refused to allow those thoughts. But God's going to give you some extra help today, a little extra help, a little extra peace, a little extra blessing upon you. As you go through this, this, this carrying in your life, there's also a spiritual implication to it. You'll see on the day that it happens, but know this, that which you carry by faith, you'll carry to the end. That which is on the inside will grow and be strong in every way, the Spirit and in the natural glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Where's Chris? Come here, Chris. Come stand by her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take her hand. Never, ever, ever entertain an if again. Never allow that word if this or if that or if. For it is the way the adversary looks for entrance into your mind to bring doubt. No, no, no. I haven't given you ifs in my word. I've given you it is written. It is written. Forever settled in heaven. Resist the doubt. Stand in faith. For the dream of your heart is just beginning to grow and you will begin to realize in the days ahead, oh, how did we ever? How did we ever restrict that which God was trying to put into our hearts? How did we ever let the enemy suppress it? For it shall blossom and bloom. What is that? I got you. For it will grow and grow That which has been planted in your spirit shall grow and grow and grow into its fullness. And it shall take some days and weeks and months, even a year or years. But the fruit will set itself overnight. The fruit will come upon the vine. The bud will open in a 24-hour period. And you will be able to say, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now lift your hands and thank God. Come here. For you walk with me and talk with me and walk with me. Then you, and you trip and, you, and you're like, oh, I have to go back this way. I have to go back this way. I have to go start over. I have to go start over. And then you start again and you. Walk with God, and you walk, and they told you trip. It's all got to go back again, go back again. And that's why, that's why there's been hardness. That's why it's been so difficult. But now this time you start out, and you walk, and you walk, and you walk. And, oh, and you trip again! But now you just keep going, and you just keep moving forward, and you just and tripping up, but you keep moving forward. And next thing you know, the trip will be taken out of your walk. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Woo! That's a pretty simple word. (laughs) I think we can all use that one. Amen. I think we can all use that one. Now lift your hands. Come on, somebody glorify God. Now, before we dismiss, everyone, close your eyes. From the depth of your spirit, let's do this. Heavenly Father. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer and the health of my body. For my Savior and my healer was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, by his stripes, by his stripes, I am healed. I am healed. You bless my bread and my water. You take, you remove all sickness, all symptoms from the midst of me. Bless the Lord, all my soul, all that is within me. Bless, 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 bless His holy name. I forget not. His benefits, who forgiveth all iniquity, healeth all disease, redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness, tender mercy, my youth, my youth is renewed. <laughs> renewed, 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 like the eagles. Glory to God. Oh heavenly Father, you never leave me, you never forsake me. You're with me always, even until the end of the age. Thank you, Father. Grace, 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 come upon me. Last days, grace. Medical grace. Financial grace. Grace for my mind. Grace for my family. Grace for my church. Grace. Grace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. I'm delivered. From the power of darkness, translated into the kingdom, into the dominion, the dominion of God's dear Son. Thank you, Father. Oh, for a new law, a new law, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ makes me free from the law of sin and death. You ready? The same Spirit. (laughs) The The same Spirit. The same Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells, abides in me. It quickens my mortal body, sickness, disease, old injuries, whatever it is. Get out of my body. In Jesus' name. I know what we've proclaimed prophetically around here. About how the summer would be benign as we enter into the fall more darkness would come. I saw a report the other day on the on the Have you seen that on the predicted winter? Has anybody read about what they're saying about winter? What they're saying is is remember that last cold front we had that was just shut everything down? They said that flipped something in the atmosphere. And they're expecting one of the worst winters they've ever seen on planet Earth. Not only in Europe, in Russia, in America. Go look at your... There's different places you can go study, and because I'm always interested in what the, what the weather's going to... Did you know that's very conducive to what the devil wants to do? But I got good news. We have a name that is above the name of the flu, above the name of COVID, uh, uh, any new thing they come up with, whatever it may be. We have a name above every name. This is this is. We've been a church 19 years. We'll be 20 years. Every year we've taken flu shots, but we didn't go to Randalls to get it. We took it right here by the confession of the Word of God. I, I've not had the flu in 20 years. That doesn't mean I hadn't been tempted, but I was able to resist. Remember what we said last week about the storm. A lot of the storms in life you can pray away, but there's going to be some you're going to have to go through. But for every storm you go through, God will get you through it supernaturally and give you supernatural recovery. So let's close by saying this. In the name of Jesus, I resist every foul thing the enemy tries to bring against my physical body, against my mind. These scriptures would have just come out of my mouth. They are not what I believe. This is what I know. I am the healed of God. God has invested in me his power, his authority and his name and I walk in it in Jesus name. Now lift your hands and thank you. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. We worship you Father. Now Lord as we leave today we appropriate that. We use that name. Lord let us not just be passive listeners of what we've heard today. Simple teaching. Simple teaching on the name of Jesus. Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to respond when I see you face to face. The anticipation of that stirs my soul. Motivates me to obey you, to live right, do right. But when I think of what you went through to get that name into my life, it humbles me to the floor. And I want you to know how much I and this church appreciate you, loves you, and wants you to be the fullness of the pastor of Island Church. Jesus, our good shepherd, our great shepherd, our chief shepherd. Today as we leave, those promises, not that you said the promises that you are. Safety, protection, in our travels, and the righteous labor of our hands. Not just a strong immune system, but a spiritual immune system in us that resists all the traps of the devil. We thank you as we leave this day. We have been empowered. Lord, stir in us. There are so many out there hurting, undone, without God. Let us bear that name with reverence, with zeal and authority, as we become an answer to people's prayer, a problem to the devil, a miracle in the lives of men and women. Lord, we leave today walking in faith and love towards you. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the heart.